0: There are so many ways you can support HUG. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com to see how you too can help empower, educate and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support.
1: There is nothing more satisfying than saving a life. And then to know that they've grown up, that they've got a family of their own, that they're such a remarkable beings like Peyton and Amy. I don't even know that there's words for that. It's really, really incredible. Just incredible. <music>
0: Is it possible to meet one surgeon over four decades after open heart surgery when you don't even know if your surgeon was a man or a woman, and you only know the last name? Who can help you when the hospital tells you that they don't have your records anymore? What joy is to be had from connecting with someone who saved your life when you were a little girl? Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski and the host of your program. I am also a heart mom to an adult with a complex congenital heart defect. It is because of Alexander that I became an advocate for the congenital heart defect community and why I am the host of this program. Today's show is a surprise for Heart Warrior, Amy M. Lee, and our guests are many. I'm so excited. You're going to meet them over the course of the show, but this is a surprise. So we're going to take it a little bit at a time. Some of you will remember Amy M. Lee from just a couple of shows ago. It was broadcast on her mother's birthday, April 13th, 2021. For those of you who missed Amy's earlier show, she was born in Vietnam and immigrated with her family to the United States in 1980 due to the fall of Saigon. She had surgery for a congenital heart defect at the age of five. Today, Amy lives in Oklahoma with her husband and son and is a full-time author. As you may remember from Amy's episode, she was eager to meet the surgeon who saved her life. She told me that she had scoured the internet and contacted the hospital where she had life-saving surgery, but no one was able to help her because she only had a last name, Hall, to help her, and she wasn't able to find a person who operated on her. It became my personal mission to find this surgeon. The first step was finding a first name. I found the name of a surgeon who practiced in that area, whose name was Dale Hall, and he had privileges at two different hospitals. But thanks to COVID, it looked like one of the hospitals was closed. When I called the numbers I found, the one that was closed had a number that was disconnected, and the other hospital had an answering machine but I left a message and was never called back. Undeterred, I did a search on the internet for Dale Hall, cardiothoracic surgeon, and I found a nonprofit with his name attached. Delighted, I wrote to the sisters who ran the nonprofit, and that is where we will start our interview today. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Peyton. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you on the program today, Peyton. Why don't you start by telling us about this nonprofit organization that you started?
2: Yeah, I started a nonprofit organization with Dr. and Susie Hall. And basically, we came together and said, how can my family help? I am a congenital heart defect child as well. And Dr. Hall saved my life along with many others, including Amy. We just decided that we were going to start with the very little bit of information that we had about kids in the hospital. We were really just trying to find ways to allow patients to grow and heal. So we decided that we were going to start an art cart with Dr. Hall and Susie. We started the readathon in 2007. And we decided that that was so successful with everyone donating that we continued on until 2019. Now it's kind of more of an update over my sister and I's journeys as we are growing older. But of course, there is still a lot of people who donate just as they are able to give and as they think about my sister and I and the fundraiser. And we have raised almost $80,000 for the hospital. And so it's just been an amazing journey.
0: Hold on. That is just amazing. You go so quickly, but you can't gloss over that. That is huge. $80,000. What made you decide (laughs) to do an art card? That's really unusual, sweetie. What made you decide to choose
2: art? Honestly, it was Dr. Hall and Susie. Susie's had an amazing journey with art herself, and I'm a firm believer that art heals, and art is something that is inspiring to little kids, especially children who are patients and their families. And it gives people a good, direct way to be able to engage with their siblings who are patients and just have that ability to really work with each other and communicate in ways that they probably would not get to if they did not have that little boost of confidence with art. And so when we talked to Susie and Dr. Hall, they said, we know exactly how you guys can help. And so we just threw into the fundraiser and said, we're going to help in every single way that we can. And $80,000 later, here we are working with you guys and still talking to Dr. Hall and Susie fairly often. And it's just amazing to see how much of an impact art can make on patients.
0: Absolutely. I know there may be some people who are listening to this who say, yes, I want to donate to an art cart. What's the URL for your charity? And for those of you who are exercising or driving, don't worry about writing it down. It'll be in the show notes, which is the description of the show. But go ahead and give it to us, Peyton.
2: Yeah, so it's www.ourourhearts. H-E-A-R-T-S, joined, J-O-I-N-E-D.org. And there's a ton of information on there about my sister and I's journey and about the fundraiser. So you guys can go and follow everything and get some more information on who we are and what the art cart does for kids at Mary Bridge and how Dr. Hall and Susie have been able to Really, just impact our lives in amazing ways. I mean, they are life changers and lifesavers. So they are absolutely amazing.
0: They are absolutely amazing. So what did you think when you got that email from me where I said I was trying to find Dr. Hall?
2: Honestly, I was shocked. My mom helps run the fundraiser and run contacting information and that kind of thing. So we sat down and we were reading over your email and we were both like, okay, how do we go about this. Of course, we were so excited because we wanted to help in any way possible, but we also have to respect Dr. Hall and Susie and make sure that they are getting their privacy and everything. So we emailed Susie and said, Hey, do you know who this is and what's going on? And she was like, Oh my goodness. Yes, please, please, please send on your information. (laughs) And we were so excited that this could happen because our biggest goal for this entire fundraiser has been just making an impact and being able to change lives. And I truly believe that Through doing this, we were able to change Amy's life and be able to say, hey, this is the people who saved your life and Dr. Hall is still here and he would love to meet you and everything else. So it was really cool. Definitely a great story that I'm very excited to share with everybody.
0: Home Tonight Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions expressed in the podcast are not those of Hearts Unite the Globe, but of the hosts and guests, and are intended to spark discussion about issues pertaining to congenital heart disease or bereavement.
3: You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna.
0: At the end of segment one, we were learning about Peyton's nonprofit and how she decided to help me with my quest to find Amy's surgeon. So that brings me to our next guest. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Susan Hall.
1: Anna, I am so, so honored and thrilled to be here with you all. I cannot tell you how much this means to me.
0: I know. It means so much to me, too. And this is, luckily for me, my second time to talk to you because I had the good fortune once Peyton put me in touch with you to talk to you on the phone. But I am so excited to have you in the studio here with Peyton and with my producer and with Amy. I'll bring her on in a few minutes, but I get to talk to you first. So first of all, tell me about your relationship with Dr. Dale Hall.
1: Well, Dale Hall is my husband, and we have had the joy and privilege of working together for many years with an incredible team of saving children with congenital heart disease. And I've been a medical illustrator, so Peyton's words with art has really, really touched my own heart. And it was just incredible to see in Amy's second book, my drawing, so that her mother saved. So I can't tell you how, how much this means to both of us.
0: It's kind of like coming full circle, isn't it, Susan?
1: Anna, it's incredible. That was in 1980. I was 23 years old, going to work. And I remember that time when Amy was having surgery. And You would have the interpreters there and the entire team that just worked so hard to make sure that everything went to the best of all of our abilities. So this truly is full circle.
0: You were so kind to send me a journal article that was written about you that actually had a photograph of you doing the artwork in the operating theater. I had no idea that there were some hospitals that actually had artists in the operating theater. Tell me a little bit about what it was that you did.
1: Well, first, there are very few medical illustrators in the world. I've heard there's less than 1,000 and less than 500 in North America. So I googled how many people are in North America and figured I really was one in a million. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) And I found you. Thanks to Peyton. You found me,
1: <laughs> You found me. It was so incredible.
0: <laughs> I know. This is so amazing. Thank goodness for the time and day that we live in with the internet. It's amazing. So you were actually in the operating room when Amy was being operated on?
1: Yes. Yeah, I was there, and I stood right behind Dale, and I drew the entire procedure from start to finish, and everything was labeled. And we did that so that when the patient was transferred to the intensive care unit, I could go out with the surgeon and present the family with the drawing, so they would know exactly what was going on. So step by step, you would have that because there's nothing more frightening than turning your child over to somebody you don't know Mm -hmm. to have surgery. And if you can just have some sort of understanding, I think that's really helpful.
0: I know. I wish you had been at the hospital when my son was having surgery. My son's surgeon drew a normal heart on a blackboard. This is how old I am, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) He drew it on a blackboard and then he drew what Alexander's heart looked like next to it. And Susan, I was just terrified. I couldn't believe my son could be alive with such a funky heart. But I don't have a piece of paper. I don't have anything except for that vivid memory of watching him drawing with chalk on the blackboard. And I remember the next day after we had had the conference, walking by the room where the chalkboard was and somebody had erased it. And this was in the day before cell phones and digital cameras. So the only memory I have of that
1: is just in my brain. Wow, Anna, that means so much to me. Ever since I was five, I wanted to be a professional artist. To me, that meant using my talent to make the world a better place. So to be a medical illustrator and a medical artist was truly a dream come true.
0: I know that you made an impact because Amy's mother kept those drawings all her life and then passed them on to her daughter, who also couldn't bear to part with them.
1: Anna, I was in total tears when you told me that on the phone. It's one of those moments that you know exactly what the weather was and what you were wearing. And it's like your whole world stopped when I talked to you on the phone about that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was just absolutely incredible. You're going to make me cry, Susan. <laughs> I, just, I sat there and I think my eyes were bigger than they've been for years. <laughs>
0: Well, were you surprised when Peyton called you and told you that I was looking for you and Dr. Hall? Just like Peyton, I was
1: thrilled, I was excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you actually found us. It was truly amazing, truly amazing. And then to hear Amy's story, oh my gosh, I know. I know, this is just
0: such a wonderful story. I couldn't wait to put it on the podcast. Before we go there though, I want to scold you a little bit and also praise you. Okay, so the scolding is, you made it hard for me too, madam, because you forgot to sign your
1: drawings. (laughs) You know what was so incredible, Anna, was that I had been working a year as a medical artist and I always signed my drawings and I couldn't believe I had just wrote down Dr. Hall and I never signed the work. And if you would have Googled my name, it would have come up. But Anna, I was so shocked when, there wasn't a signature. So when I sent Amy the original drawings, I said, these are the original drawings, except for one thing has changed. Now you have my signature.
0: Oh, Amy, you have to take a picture and send it to me. I know Amy's listening (laughs) to this. She has to send me a picture of that, because that was something that I searched for. I don't know if you know this, Susan, but I thought that those were actual Illustrations and not just something somebody had copied out of a book, but I wasn't 100% sure. And I actually put those illustrations up on LinkedIn, hoping that maybe somebody would recognize your artwork because it is so distinctive. It is so beautiful.
1: Well, thank you, Anna. And this whole journey, it's probably just the way it was supposed to be because now you got to meet Peyton and Samantha and their wonderful family, and we've connected with Amy. So it is really exciting.
0: It really, really is. What do you think it means to your husband that one of his earlier patients was out there looking for him?
1: There is nothing more satisfying than saving a life. And then to know that they've grown up, that they've got a family of their own, that they're such a remarkable beings like Peyton and Amy. I don't even know that there's words for that. It's really, really incredible. Just incredible.
4: Welcome back, Amy. Hi, Anna. I'm so excited. My heart's beating fast and I think I'm gonna cry. I know. <laughs> I'm
0: so I've already been crying. <laughs> <laughs> just hearing Peyton talk, hearing Susan talk, it's just so amazing. You and your quest started me on a quest. Who would have known what your desire to meet your surgeon, what it would have meant to Peyton and to Susan?
4: It's been amazing. Yeah, I believe in miracles. And this is definitely a miracle moment that I'm going to timestamp and remember for always. I
0: know, but it wasn't just me. Because you also told your husband that you wanted to find these people. Tell me what happened with your husband. Did he beat me to the
4: punch? Possibly. We'll see here. So Joe is really good about finding people. He went on the internet search, looked for pediatric cardiologists at Seattle Children's in the 1980s. And he came across some articles that referenced some doctors that had ties with both Seattle Children's and UW Medicine in the 90s. And so he thought, well, maybe those doctors would have some overlap with Dr. Hall. And then he went on this other tangent where he was looking for fundraisers and benefits and other events where he could find the email formats for Seattle Children's emails, right? And so it was SeattleChildrens.org. And he spliced the two together and he said, okay, here's Dr. Michael and here's Dr. Mark and I'm gonna email them with their first last name and their seattlechildrens.org email and come to find out Dr. Mark actually responded to his email. And so he actually responded on February 2nd So I don't know what your timeline was, but he said, oh, yeah, I know who Dr. Hall is. And your wife is looking for Dr. Dale Hall. And I think he has one of the drawings that Susan did in his office that he keeps as a memento. But that's kind of how that came about. And then Joe sent me an email, said, found him. (laughs) And I, (laughs) I went immediately online, looked for Dr. Dale Hall, saw his photo, saw an article about Susan and just immediately jumped the gun and emailed Susan right away. So that's kind of how that came all about. But we did see Paige in this article. And that's kind of how we were able to follow the peace crumbs and make sure that okay, Susan is the Susan that we think she is and is Dale's wife. And yeah, so that's how (laughs) it was crazy.
0: I know it's funny. It was a race against time. And here's the worst part, friends, you don't know this, but After I interviewed Amy, I interviewed Amy the same day I interviewed another author. And so Jenny Muscatel, Amy and I started talking every single day on the phone or through Facebook or through Messenger every single day. And so Jenny was hearing this whole saga from me saying how I was desperately trying to find (laughs) the surgeon and that it was a secret. I wanted it to be a surprise. And then... Your husband found it right about the same time I did. I was like, darn it. I wanted to bring her on the show. I wanted it to be a total surprise on the show. So he beat me to the punch for supposed to show it was meant to be. If it wasn't going to be me, it was going to be your husband. Somehow or another you were going to be reunited with the man that saved your life.
4: So grateful to you both. Thank you so, so much.
0: But I can't wait to meet your husband so I can shake his hand and say, way to go. You did a good job, too.
4: (laughs) Yes, you will definitely meet Joe soon. Yes,
0: this is going to be so much fun. I'm going to bring Peyton and Susan back into the studio so we can all be in the studio together. And for those of you who are Zoom users, you know what this really means is we're all in the same Zoom call. We all have our mics open is basically what it means. Because unfortunately, we're kind of all scattered across, I guess I would say, central and southern United States. I was so excited to share Amy's story with the world, and I couldn't wait to help her connect with her surgeon.
2: But I would love to know what this experience has meant to you, Peyton. I think, like Amy said, I am also a firm believer in miracles, and I think that this entire experience has just been an amazing miracle for everyone involved. It has been great for me to see just how much of an impact the fundraiser has been able to make. I've always known how amazing the halls are and how just much of a blessing that they have been to my family. And it's great to know that I was able to help reconnect others who feel the exact same way. So definitely very exciting and very thankful to be able to be a part of this. So thank you very much.
0: Well, thank you for what you're doing. Raising over $80,000 to bring joy to the children in the hospital and help them with their healing, that's really miraculous. And I understand from our conversation before we started this recording that you are studying to be a professional working with children. Do you want to talk to me a little bit about how being born with a congenital heart defect has
2: affected your choice of a job? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I would love to. Basically, I am going to school at Auburn University and studying human development and family sciences. And I would like to be a child life specialist. So basically, I will be working in hospitals. With children and just trying to make that difference every day and allowing them to understand what their injuries are and what their defects are and how we're going to overcome everything together and just giving them a positive light. With all of my stuff that I've experienced, I think this is a great way for me to be able to really target the strengths of the patients that I will be working with and have these tips and tricks and tools from my own personal hospital stays and being able to use those to help improve patient stays. So I'm very excited about it. I'm only a junior in the program. So I'm very young and I'm still working very hard to get to where I want to be, but have that goal. And I'm very excited to see where that takes me. And hopefully I'll be able to share my story and share my fundraising page and be able to share just how much of a miracle and impact my story has been able to be not only for me, but for other patients as well.
0: I love that. How many open heart surgeries have you had, Peyton?
2: I've technically only had one full on crack chest, open heart surgery, but I have had 12 surgeries altogether. And three of them were at the hospital with Dr. Hall at Mary Bridge. And from there, I've just had other things that have come up from everything that have ended up being Somewhat related to needing surgery when I was a baby and somewhat just you've been under anesthesia too much as a child and now we're doing other things as well. But I am all good now and I had my last surgery over Thanksgiving break and oh wow, doing, so just recently. doing amazing.
0: Oh my God. Yes,
2: ma'am. <laughs> yes, I have something called slipping rib syndrome from having my sternum cracked open so many times my ribs were not fusing to the cartilage. And so they were playing survival of the fittest. I ended up having to have a secondary procedure to fix that as well. That's all been healed. And we're back in physical therapy again and working towards getting my child life certification. I think if anybody knows what it's like
0: to be in the hospital, you know what it's like. It's amazing to me as many (laughs) hospitalizations as you've had that you're choosing to do that as a career. So you must have had some really positive experiences as a child.
2: Of course, yes. I've been very blessed to have amazing doctors and surgeons and nurses who have really just shown me that if you have a good attitude about things, then there's not going to be anything that can stop you. Like Amy said, I believe in miracles as well. And I'm a firm believer that my story is a miracle and Dr. Hall was able to save my life, which was an amazing miracle. So I want to be able to share that story and being able to impact other people's lives in the way that Susie and Dr. Hall have impacted mine. I
0: love that. And that takes me to you, Susan. What has this experience meant to you,
1: Susan? This truly is a miracle. And I just feel like my life is coming totally full circle. And to see beautiful Amy and Peyton, these incredibly strong, wonderful women gracing this earth. You probably can't see it. The fact that they smile from ear to ear, my heart is so full. I am so grateful. And I know Dale feels exactly the same way.
0: I just love that. It's a miracle to me that you had the stomach (laughs) to
1: be in that surgical
0: theater and drawing those hearts with such clarity and such beauty, and that you gave a memento To these families. I mean, this was such a beautiful gift. And now I kind of feel
1: like it's coming back and you're
0: receiving some gifts, Susan.
1: Anna, that is so true. The gifts of this podcast, the gifts of the emails, the gifts of being in touch with Amy and Peyton, I cannot tell you how much that means to me. It truly, truly fills my heart to overflowing.
0: That's how I feel. And I'm just an outsider watching, (laughs) but it just makes me feel so happy. And I have tears of joy in my eyes right now. Amy, what has this story meant to you to be able to share this with the world? What has the quest meant to you?
4: Gosh, where to begin? I have so many questions, but I feel like there's closure in a sense, because when I came to the States at the age of five, and we fought so hard to stay alive. And then to actually be able to fulfill that dream of staying alive, you know, one surgery was all it took. And I'm alive today because of Susan and Dale and my mom, of course. And I can't imagine what everybody went through to fight for little me. So (laughs) I'm very, very grateful.
0: Well, I'm grateful to know you and I'm grateful that you had that quest because you put me in touch with these amazing women. Susan, I know that Dr. Hall is not able to be here with us today, but I know you've communicated with him about Amy and that you've actually even shared some photos with her. Can you tell us what Dr. Hall would want everybody to know?
1: That he is doing the very best he can and that he holds you all in his heart. And that for him, being a cardiac surgeon was, I truly think that's what he was placed on this earth to do. He's one of the few people that always said he wanted to die at work. I have not very many people say that, but it was his joy and privilege to be there in the operating room for everyone. And he sends everyone his very, very best.
0: I love that. I love that. I could tell from the pictures that you and Amy shared with me that he is just such a loving person and that what he did and now what Peyton and Amy have done to show him how important his work was, that that has just meant the world to him.
1: It has been, and they're the ones that are carrying on the torch and carrying on the legacy, and it doesn't get any better than that.
0: Well, thank you so much, Susan, for coming on the program and sharing your husband with us and sharing your beautiful artwork with us and your compassion. I'm so happy to have gotten to know you.
1: Well, Anna, I feel like it's such a privilege to be here with you. And then with Amy and Peyton and getting to meet Dana, It says, just- Thank you. Thank you all. What an incredible group of women. And I just feel so grateful to be connected to all of you. I
0: feel the same way. Peyton, thank you so much for coming on the program and for not throwing away that email that I sent you. Thank you for paying attention to what I said and
2: making this miracle happen. Of course. Thank you so much. And thank you for having your little act of courage and feeling like you could reach out. I'm so happy that we were able to do this today. Me too. Me too. Thank you, Peyton. And Amy, thank
0: you for being vulnerable and letting me know one of your deepest desires because through your wish to meet your surgeon, look at all
4: the beautiful people you've brought into my life. Oh my gosh. I'm just so happy and feel so blessed. And I just want to send all of you my love and my blessings. Thank you so much for now being a part of my life. I know I feel like we have this
0: extended family and I'm about to burst into tears. So I better (laughs) go ahead and conclude this show. (laughs) It's amazing how I could be crying and laughing at the same time. I'm so overjoyed that we've all been brought together and It really is a miracle, and I think that's probably one of the things I love best about being a podcaster is I get to do some of these feel-good stories that just stick with you. And I know this is one that is going to stick with a lot of people. So thank you for listening today, my friends. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please consider becoming a patron. Just go to www.patreon.com slash heart to heart and pledge a monthly amount to support our program. It only takes a few minutes to make a big difference. The link to our Patreon account is in the show notes. Have a great day, and remember, my friends, you are not alone.
3: Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.